Hola amigos, que tal? It's Joe here from Spain Speaks with another Spain Week in Review video with Johnny. Going to go through some of the main things that have caught Johnny's attention this week and have a chat about those. So uh, let's go to the video. All right, Johnny, how are you this week? Yeah, good, Stu. How are you doing? Have you enjoyed any of the nice weather? Yeah, not too bad. It's been quite good. Yeah, uh, managed to get outside and uh, get a bit of sun, although you probably wouldn't uh, notice that with my uh, fair skin. But uh, <laughs> you're in the same boat as me, so uh, yeah. <laughs> we know we know what we're talking about. But uh, yeah, the weather the weather hasn't been too bad. Yeah, it's been it's been quite good, and um, yeah, and it's only going to get better from here, I imagine. Definitely, yeah. I mean, the sun cream it's been out for me for the past couple of weeks already. Yeah, well, so. that's right. You have to put on the uh, fifty plus. That's right uh, for the, for the <laughs> yeah. harsh for the harsh sun in this country. Uh, I suppose you oh, know yeah. you come from Newcastle, not really used to just probably strong sun except for a couple of months of the year. But I come from uh, you know Perth, Australia, where so I've been you know uh, overexposed to the sun for for uh, my whole life living there for 30 years plus and then here for the last 20 or so so yeah my uh my son um my skin sorry um yeah no knows the sun yeah yeah mine not so much but uh when it is exposed to the sun um does get a bit red so <laughs> whenever there is sun after as you say put on the fact 50 yeah well, that's right yeah well for me it's an everyday it's an everyday matter so uh, whack it on every day yeah so uh, what's caught <laughs> yeah, your yeah. attention this week johnny you wanted to talk about property market yes the property market i know a lot of people actually who watch the channel um are commenting in various videos asking about you know where are the opportunities um what is the property market looking like in spain at the moment something i've thought about as well actually because yeah. in a few years time hopefully at least well yeah hopefully i can think about getting some kind of property here whether as an investment or yeah probably as an investment property to be honest maybe not as a home just yet but yeah, I had a look around the country and I had a look at the prices. I was surprised actually. The market has actually t trended upwards since this time last year. Really? In quite a few regions. Yeah. Um, so my, my basis is, um, what's the website called? <laughs> Idealista. Yeah, Idealista and Photo Casa. So they publish uh, reports about how the, the pricing, the price of houses has evolved over time. And in regions like Madrid, um, even Andalusia, and I think the Balearic Islands as well, it's trending upwards. It's about plus 2% um, versus last year. So some people are clearly uh, seeing opportunities or there's clearly demand for, yeah. for housing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, su I suppose in a, in a European capital, there's always going to be that, that, that upward trend. I mean, probably things would have to go fairly bad for prices in, let's say, Madrid to go down, especially in the good areas like where you're living there, for example, in one of the better areas, of course prices wouldn't go down all that much maybe in some of the the outer uh suburbs you know some of the some of the suburbs that are on the outskirts of the city uh what they call here the ex, extra radio i think you know and there could be a little bit of fluctuation there where i am here i'm 15 kilometers away from the center of madrid and prices are really high at the moment a lot of demand in fact there's there's virtually nothing for sale so yeah Bucking the trend, you would think that in the middle of a pandemic, or a lot of people were expecting prices to go down, but not the case. Yeah, it's very weird. I mean, like you say, in a capital city, yeah, there's a constant, in Madrid in particular, there's constant demand for, for property. That's one of the reasons why I've thought about 
an investment property here as opposed to something on the coast because of that regular income stream that a property here would generate you. But there are regions that have gone down. I think Galicia is down 0.5% and Catalonia is down 0.5% as well. But yeah, who could be buying at this time? The only thing I can think of is maybe people who have the cash and have maybe seen an opportunity um, as a result of, yeah, the the pandemic to to buy. Yeah, I know a lady that recently uh, put her property in Palma de Mallorca on the market. It was on the market for about a year, but she recently sold to a lady from Switzerland. Um, so obviously the Balearic Islands, the Canary Islands, maybe is a different market. I don't know than mainland Spain. People from Switzerland are not looking to go and live in Galicia, probably. You know, unless unless they have some type of contact with Galicia, some some uh, some history there because of immigration or whatever. But a lot of people are looking for the islands. Um, the Mediterranean coast is always a popular destination. The you know, unless there's an oversupply, um, you can you know you can you. I think prices would keep fairly high in cities like Valencia, uh, Malaga City, for example, maybe as well. I, I don't know, but but yeah. Um, well, the meter squared prices that I saw on uh, Fotocasa for Andalusia and Valencia and the Canary Islands, it's between one thousand five hundred to one thousand nine hundred per meter squared. Yeah, and then the more expensive regions of the country, obviously Madrid, Barcelona. The Basque Country um, yeah. and the Balearic Islands, you're getting into the three thousand euros per meter squared, and even in Barcelona, you're getting up to four thousand um, per meter squared. Barcelona City. Yeah. 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 Well, and again, another popular destination, although it's not the capital city. A lot of people think it is the capital city of Spain because it <laughs> because it got the Olympics uh, there, you know, a few decades ago, and it has a very high profile Barcelona. It's a very attractive city for a lot of people. Uh, not 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 attractive for people from Madrid. People from Madrid wouldn't 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 live there in a million years. But but uh, it, it is it is an attractive city for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So Stu, actually, in the preparation for this video, I watched your video that you did, I think it was maybe a year or two years ago about your experience buying property. And I was wondering, do you think many of the lessons that you talked about in that video are still relevant today, particularly in Spain? Or do you think anything's changed as a result of the pandemic? Well, I can't remember exactly what I said, because it was a few years ago. But I think the video was, was, is buying in Spain a risky experience? Is that the one you mean? Yeah, I think the key points you talked about were getting a, I mean, getting an English speaking lawyer definitely makes sense for a lot of um, overseas buyers. Um, you talked particularly about off plan. I think as I went out for my lunchtime walk today, I couldn't help but notice loads and loads of cranes all over Madrid. So there's a lot of these off plan projects coming up. And yeah, maybe for someone who's thinking about buying off plan, uh, maybe you could give a recap of what you said. Yeah, well, like I said, I can't I can't remember exactly what I said there, but I, I can remember more or less the process we went through. So so we, so we did buy uh, that way, you know. The the there was a there was a plan, and you go to a little office there somewhere, and they show you a nice map, and they show you the, the design, and they and they talk about all of the things that the house is going to have when it's eventually built, and they give you more or less an idea of when they're going to finish it. But of course, a lot of the times they're they're they're, they're pending licenses, they're pending uh, different permissions from from local government, and uh, basically, what we went into wasn't finished 
when it was supposed to be finished. It took an extra couple of years. There were some problems. There were some threats. There were some legal threats because they didn't want to build a um, uh, uh, like a, like a, a wall between the the two the two. Um, I don't know if you know, but um, here it's sort of the typical Spanish urbanization where you've got all of the houses look the same. And there's some houses up the top and there's houses down the bottom. And there was a wall that was supposed to go in the middle, but the company didn't want to build the wall because it was too expensive. So the neighbors down the bottom, you know, threatened legal legal action. So they ended up putting it in. That took, that took a lot of time. Uh, then there was, because the house was being built during the housing boom here in Spain, the prices were going up all the time. I think it was a time where where the the the, the cost of uh, new housing was just increasing at, a, at an incredible rate. So therefore, they decided to cut back um, and and ask for more money, or they said, "Well, we're not going to do the kitchen." For example, the kitchen was in the plans to have a complete kitchen. We ended up getting a, a house with no kitchen. Uh, built-in wardrobes were on this plan. We didn't get a house with built-in wardrobes. So those were all extra costs that we had to put on at the end of the day, right? And 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 you can see where they did go cheap on some of the materials, you know. Instead of putting, I mean, I don't know how many bags of sand you mix into the cement to 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 to, to fix bricks, but you know, you can cut back on those things when you're building. And the quality of the materials there was a cutback as well. So those are some of the pitfalls that you can come into. And I'll just before um, you buy the house, you have to sort of make sure that nothing's going to go wrong. Because there were houses that were never handed over to the owners, you know, the the the, the builders went broke, and uh, I mean we're talking about a different time, obviously during that housing boom. But there were building companies that went broke halfway through the construction, and a lot of those places are just being finished now, ten years on. So th- those are some of the pitfalls that you have to you have to look into. Yeah, that's a really nice summary there as well. And something I've noticed when I've done the odd property search online, a lot of these uh, off-plan properties, I mean, they all look amazing. But if you think about some of those square meter pricing that we said before, when you do the sum um, and get the actual value of the property, they're charging sometimes, you know, 1.5, two times what the average prices are. Maybe because, you know, this is a brand new project and they think that's reason to charge more for a property. Maybe some people see the value in it, maybe they don't. But I know from speaking to people who live here, work colleagues, they've said, you know, if you want to get the best value for your money, it's better to buy something that's yeah, um, yeah. that's maybe already built. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something secondhand, yeah. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, the experience that we had, I mean, it wasn't a unique experience. You know, you hear a lot of other stories like that. I know people that have lost money. There was a, a big housing development or a proposal here very close to where we live. Um which was supposed to be done 10 years ago and it's still vacant land. So people that did invest in that, because a lot of people buy, they call it here a, a cooperativa. It's, it's a plan for a young uh, young people. They they put their money into a, co-op, into a cooperative. They buy a piece of land. They hire a builder. And a lot of times those those dreams um, end up in smoke. But there are, I mean, we talk about Spain because we live here, Johnny, but th- these things can happen everywhere. But but um, but uh, you know my, I'm lucky to have a girlfriend who's able to communicate better than I can with these people, and the frustration levels are quite high, you know, because we're talking about people in Spanish. They have the expression uh, "caradura" or "sinvergüenza," and you come across a lot of those people 
a lot of other shameless people in in in, in this particular India. I don't want to I don't want to say that everybody's like that, but you do come across a lot of people that have no scruples when it comes to when it comes to doing business. You know. I know, yeah. Particularly, it seems in this, you know, in the real estate business, because my experience—it's obviously only been renting, but I've definitely come across some characters who wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't necessarily trust. And even just to go and rent something, uh, one time I was looking for a rental, and you know, some guy was already trying to say, "Oh, have you thought about buying a house? You know, we can give you a hundred percent of the money." And I was thinking, wait, you know, typically places are asking you know financial institutions are asking for like 20 percent deposit minimum 30 percent maybe if it's a second home or an investment property for someone to try and offer me a hundred percent of the money in finance for a property to buy it doesn't add up at all well we also had an experience in portugal which was similar so we were in portugal we went to a real estate agent they said yeah there's this development now it's it's halfway through and we decided to get into that. And um, again, I should have been more worried there, I suppose, because it didn't speak the language, didn't really know the people we were dealing with. But they were a lot more professional, in my opinion, compared to the people that we dealt with in Spain. The quality of the of the work was a lot better. The the the, the quality of the materials was a lot better. They they actually finished before and they organized everything. It was just such a smooth such a smooth experience. So I think it depends on the on the particular builder that you get and, 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 and what type of person they are. But but you know, again I'll say that there's a lot of there's a lot of um well I don't I, like I said, I don't want to put everybody into the same boat, but you've got to be careful. Definitely, yeah. I do remember from that video you said your experience in Portugal was a lot better. And just from hearing these stories maybe and even considering the prices in countries like Portugal, even Greece maybe compared yeah. to Spain, even though it might be a bit more complicated, I have I have considered uh, you know, a, a residential property or something in, in one of those countries as well, maybe yeah. for down the line, just because easier to get the money, maybe the experience will be better yeah, um, yeah. than it is in Spain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, who knows? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it's, I mean, probably I, I know that that video has had quite a few views and there's a lot of comments. I don't read all the comments, of course. I just haven't got time. But there's comments there saying, oh, what a load of rubbish, the, your story, you don't know what you're talking about. You, there's always somebody who's had a positive experience who's going to say that your experience is rubbish. But but uh, I'm, I'm just basing it on the experience that I had and from the people that I know, you know. So, um, you know, you do come across these stories and uh, they can happen, of course. But like I said, it doesn't mean that Spain's any worse than any other country. It just It just means that you have to be careful because this is an industry where, or it's a country where a lot of people invest in property, right? So yeah. uh, I think historically, Johnny, pe- people in this country, don't they don't buy equity in companies. They prefer to put their money into bricks and mortar, right? And that, yeah. and that means that for some, that's easy money because people are always looking to invest, 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 and and uh, that means that there can be a lot of you know potential problems as a result. Yeah, I mean, from reading, you know, I consider myself financially literate and I understand investing and stuff, but I read, you know, uh, personal finance for dummies in Spanish just to see what the Spanish perspective on it was. And the guy, the author who wrote the book, he was saying, yeah, from since we've been young, our parents have always told us, you know, property is a secure investment, always goes up. But uh, yeah, I think recently you've seen that's not always the case now and that, yeah, you've got no, to be careful. No, well, yeah, he, well, that because in 2008 when that bubble crashed, that, that's, where, that's when a lot of things changed. But, 
but um, because there was just it was just it just was out of control. I mean, it was it was government policy that created this huge bubble, and and everything just exploded as a result. And people just people just take it on the chin, you know. They lose money, and yeah, well, it's the system. But the first thing they're going to do again is invest again in that property market if they have the opportunity, you know. Yeah, and that's 2008. That's when some of these changes regarding you know initial deposits for properties in Spain changed. I think before you could get it as low as 10 percent, and then that's when they moved it up to about the 20 or the 30 percent for you know second residences. Well, I, th- I, I, I think they were, give, they were giving property with no deposit at all. They were giving mortgages with no with no with no down payment with with no upfront. Yeah, I think they were giving 100 percent of mortgages. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if that was the case. I, I, I was trying to think had I seen that, but I wasn't sure when I said it. But well, yeah, I, I think we said a couple of weeks ago, Johnny, that the 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 makeup of the of the Spanish stock market is ba- uh, is banks and construction companies, basically, right? So if if, yeah. if those are the biggest companies in your country, those are the ones that are going to be. Uh, it's all related. You know, I don't, I don't, (laughs) so the, the, the banks and the construction companies work hand in hand, give the money, give, give the money and they know that they're going to be building properties. It's, it's, it's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll finish on just one question on the property topic at least. So from your dealings, I mean, I've only had maybe two or three here actually as a renter, but do you think when it comes to uh, getting a sense of someone's character who's trying to sell your property with time, do you get a a feel for who might you be able to trust and who won't? No, no, no because because the the people that sold the, the the promoters of this house where I'm in now, the neighbours that I have here on my left, they've since moved, but the original neighbours that we have, the 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 owner of that company and the 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 the, the blokes the bloke's father were best friends, right? Mm-hmm. And they haven't spoken since they purchased the house. Oh, something went down then. Exactly. So, so what I'm yeah. saying is that, again, one-off case, I don't know. But we're talking about lifelong friends that said, "Look, uh, Juan, look, I've got this. I've got this property available. Uh, are you interested? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, my son's interested." And then they haven't spoken since because they had a falling out over the property. You know. Gosh, yeah. Mm, that's the issue. Yeah. But anyway. All right, what's yeah. next, Johnny? And then we've obviously got the, the travel restrictions on in Spain at the moment. Yeah. I think actually in today's video, you, most of the points I had down, you talked about them today, but I think it would definitely be good to discuss them anyways, you know. So we can't, we couldn't go to Barcelona for the Easter weekend, for example, but someone in maybe France or Germany could come to Madrid or come to Barcelona. Actually, uh, a friend of mine, another YouTuber, he has come to Madrid this week just to visit uh, from Switzerland. And then another friend from France, she was supposed to come next week, but um, today found out her flight was cancelled. But yeah, a lot of of tourism um, around the Easter weekend. And it seems that um, you mentioned the tourism minister was saying there's not so many flights and not so many tourists coming into Spain at the moment. And based on what we see on the telly, you definitely think that there's a different story going on based on uh, what we well, see. I, don't, I think in the video today, I think I had two stories. I think I had the one about the tourism minister saying that it's only 400,000 people last year or something when it would normally be 4 million uh, a month. Sorry. Uh, and uh, the other one was the hotel, uh, some hotel owners saying that only 10% is occupied by, uh, 10% of the rooms are occupied by foreign tourists, 
I think French French people were the ones that was mentioned. Um, the pro the problem is, John, and this is what's frustrating a lot of Spanish people. I think is that is that okay? Yeah, foreign people are allowed to come here because the international borders are open. Okay, it's the central government that controls ports and airports. It's not the autonomous communities. The autonomous communities have shut their borders basically to stop uh, mass movement of people. Right. So, how many people are going to come to Madrid this this weekend? Four thousand, five thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand. But if you allow Madrid people to travel, there's going to be a million people in the Valencian community, or two million people in the Valencian community from Madrid alone next week. Right? There's going to be another. Yeah. There's going to be another two million in Andalusia. There's going to be another two million in the north of Spain if the weather's good. So. Everyone's just going to go everywhere, and that—that—that—that's what people are worried about. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm. I mean, when you think about the international tourism, perhaps it's good for the the local economy. Definitely, I think particularly sectors like restaurants, hotels are going to be able to start bringing in some money. Yeah. So it's going to be beneficial for the local economy. But I think a lot of people are concerned about yeah the health situation as well. And well, yeah, yeah. What well, in, I mean, the health situation the health. is the underlying factor here, and and. But again, yeah. if you come to a city like Madrid, which is what what you just said that your 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 friends um, done, and you said that you, I think you said you got another one coming next week, right? So, so they yeah. they're going to come to a city which which, which they're going to find, and they, and if they're in the center areas, they're going to find a city that's completely packed with people. Bars and restaurants are going to be packed. There are restrictions, I think sixty or seventy percent, but there's there's a lot of people. Yeah. That's true, yeah. But anyway. And then it was an interesting point you made about, um, you know, some people said they might take a flight from Madrid to Flanford back down to Barcelona. I know there's a famous, a popular Instagrammer from Spain called Jorge Cremadas. He made, um, you know, a funny video suggesting that as well. We can't go to Ibiza, can't go to uh, Galicia, can't go to Barcelona, but we can go to Frankfurt. Okay, let's do that. But yeah. actually on, the, on Channel One the other day, I think there was a report that said, well, I think the report said that that's considered as um, inter-community movement and somehow the police would pick it up and you well, could get a fine for that. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I haven't been to the airport for a while, but I saw on the news the other day that police were stopping people, I think last weekend, and and and, and not, not allowing people to travel to places like Mexico um, unless they had some type of written reason to do so you know so so i don't know what the story is there but you've got to be careful that you don't come across some random check that's going to throw all of that money that you've spent on your on your flight down the drain you know that's it yeah i mean that's the worry for me as, as much as i love travel and it really pains me to not be able to travel yeah. just the the risk of that the risk of a flight being cancelled or not being yeah you know getting trapped somewhere it's mm. just not a risk I'm willing to take at the moment. So no, no, no. I'll save my money. I'll, I'll invest it to uh, do, do something else with it. Yeah, but, well, yeah. I mean, realistically, it's just a, it's just a matter of time. I, I, I'm sure that these areas in Spain are going to open up eventually. But but of course, while the 
the health situation or the fourth wave or whatever you want to call it is is on the cards. It's 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 not going to happen, and um and that's it. And, and I was speaking to somebody the other day, and he said, "Yo, Spanish people love love to travel. They you know everybody has family somewhere else, and they love to go to 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 this place for the weekend, or they love to go and visit their 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 uncle in a in, in a village somewhere." So. Everybody's constantly moving around the around the country, and and that that's that's the restriction. That's what's frustrating people at the moment because it's been going on now for a long time. Yeah, that's it. I mean, one of the things I was looking forward to since I moved here was just you know middle of March, November, just go away for a weekend to Gran Canaria or well, well, Balearic Islands or something. But yeah, because of the pandemic, it's not been possible. But, no, it's not. Yeah, but again, the, but again, but, but again, we're not yeah. expecting the pandemic to last forever. Yeah, I mean, it's got to. <laughs> fingers crossed, it's it's got to end someday. It's got. To. Well, I mean, you, you know better than me, but uh, you know that the the health data coming out of the UK is quite positive regarding you know the vaccination and and what's going on with the vaccines and what's going on there. Information coming out of different places is quite positive as well. So, I mean, once once people get get. I don't want to talk about vaccines as it's a, it's a it's a sensitive topic as well but but once people do get access to to, to, to vaccines I'm I'm sure that people, more mobility will 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 open up. Yeah, that's it. I think it's all about getting the the situation under control and eradicating the the virus, if so possible, to speak, if possible. If yeah. possible, yeah. Or or, or 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 being able to live with it without having the the damage that it's caused up until now that's it yeah mm-hmm. what the world looks like uh, in a few in a year or two we'll, we'll see i guess we will we will johnny we will but uh yeah, yeah that's it <laughs> now we've gone for quite a while today so we'll cut we'll cut we'll cut it we'll cut it short now but um yeah. good speaking to you again and we'll be in contact for next week great thank you uh, for ne- me next week's you. easter awesome. are you available I am available, yes. All right, not, uh, not going anywhere, Easter, Easter that's holiday. right. No, <laughs> no way, so I'll be here. All right, good one. We'll speak so, then. See you later. Speak to you then, Steve. Bye. So there we go. Those were some of the things that caught Johnny's attention this week. Questions and comments, please leave them in the section below. Debate the situation out as you normally do. Give the video a thumbs up if you liked it, thumbs down if you didn't. We'll see you in the next one. Hasta luego.